0: Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly.
1: And this is Katie.
0: And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. We're so excited. We are at the season premiere, finally. No more repeats. But first, Yay. we have a quick announcement. Beep, 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 Our second podcast, if you didn't know we had a secondary podcast, we have a secondary podcast. It's called A Date with the Bake. and It's about Great British Bake Off, and it's with our friend Jake. It's a date with the bake with Jake. And <laughs> it is in its fourth season, maybe?
1: I know. It always feels like an afterthought, but it does actually have quite a few seasons.
0: Yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. A but long if you, time. If you know, you know. But now, if you didn't know, you didn't know. And now you know because I've told you. So everyone knows. So if you know, all of you know. And um, so there's no
1: reason to not listen.
0: Not listen. Just Thank start. You. It just started. It is at a date with the bake wherever you subscribe to podcasts and on Instagram at a date with the bake. And it's really fun. We talk about soggy bottoms, soggy bottoms and Pen, and all the things that we don't totally know what they are and stodgy
1: stodginess. Mm -hmm. If you like the great British baking show, there's nothing you won't like about this. Yeah. We're all talking about it. We're very invested. Come check it out if you like that show, or if you're just interested in maybe watching the show and want a taste. Yeah, because it's not too late to start.
0: Start this season. Oh, and you can watch Great British Bake Off on Netflix. Yes. So this episode, finally season premiere, we've had two pre-season new episodes Which we haven't covered. One I think we probably will cover eventually, but this was the actual season premiere. Also, they're going to be airing new episodes on Thursdays, too, which is crazy. So we're going to just make sure your DVR is recording all of
1: them. Surprise! Or if you don't have a DVR, like probably most of you, just heads up. Check. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> or if you're in another country and don't get Dateline, just it won't affect you at all. You'll just be listening to whatever we're covering because you can't watch Dateline anyways, which is a crime against humanity. But this episode is called Losing Faith and it aired on September 29th, 2023. And it's season 32 premiere, premiere Pr- episode premier? one, premiere, premiere. And it's hosted by the mayor of CrimeCon, our dear friend. We did a panel with him. I'm assuming we're going to talk about it at some point during, for Patreon maybe. We'll talk about our CrimeCon adventures. I got COVID, so hopefully my throat will clear up. It was a really good time, except for the COVID.
1: It was really fun to meet people. So, thank you for those of us who came up and said hi
0: the nicest listeners in the world and hopefully some new listeners. But thank you, Sir Mankey, officially. Josh with Sir Mankey with the hanky. He is the unofficial mayor of CrimeCon. We made buttons and passed them out and we did a panel with him and he just is wonderful. So he He hosts this episode, which is why I'm talking about this. This episode revolves around Jamie Faith and this story takes place in 2020, the worst year of our savior 2020. In Dallas, which is, Texas is still on our bingo cards. So Jamie went for a walk with his wife, Jennifer, where he was shot dead in broad daylight at only 49. This is horrific. He went for his daily walk in a nice neighborhood and was shot with his wife and his dog there. We meet a local internet reporter who has a Facebook news show yes question mark that's a thing and he has like a million listeners anyways the only reason I'm mentioning him is because his show is called smash the topic D A duh and yeah. Mank says it and I laughed heartily and kind of want Mank to talk about bring into noise, bring into funk.
1: <laughs> yes, please. He also has just tons of merch for himself. He's wearing all of his logos. St- he's him. really good at just promoting his brand. He's- Me at CrimeCon. <laughs> He's got it down. Now, yeah. You were pretty good this year.
0: I'm pretty subtle. I think I wore
1: one shirt. In that was past years, shirt. you have been this man, <laughs> Cyrus Caesar.
0: And it embarrassed you.
1: It did not embarrass me. Nothing like that embarrasses me. You just do what you want to do. I just don't find it necessary. <laughs> so, But you feel strongly to do it. Like The urge within you is to do that, is to put your brand out there. What's- I'm more likely to hide.
0: Yeah, and no, and I did that the first day. I was not, I wanted to hide. Mm-hmm. So after the killer shot Jamie, they duct taped Jennifer's wrist and tried to get her wedding ring. Wait a minute, now,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. We were talking about Smash the Topic with Cyrus Cesar.
0: Yeah, he's just reporting on what happened in the neighborhood that day, which was there was a shooting with Jamie and Jennifer when they were walking their dog. He's and, walking
1: the dog. Someone comes up and shoots him.
0: And then ties up Jennifer with duct tape again this is the middle of the day in suburbia this killer takes the time to do you know how duct tape is like hard to unroll you know you have to like how use your fingernail yes. to get the tape and then it maybe like tears and then you have just a, like a little shred that tape is annoying to take the time to do that in the middle of the day in broad daylight where all the neighbors are around what who's doing that
1: The person that did this is not doing that because they're doing that trick where you fold the tape in. So you have a little tab that you've created for yourself. Yeah, I don't like
0: that because then you have a tab you have to deal with. But maybe it's easier in the long run.
1: It's 100% easier in the long run. I would recommend a tiny tab.
0: Yeah, I should do that. Okay, back to the episode. This killer does this duct tape thing. And in the midst of this, because they take so long to get away, people have seen the killer wearing a mask, and all we know is he has very dark eyes, and drives away in a truck. And one of the neighbors, nosy neighbor alert, does a great job, mark it off your bingo card, gets a photo of the truck. Good job. But no license plate. But it has a T on a T sticker, which they think is for Texas Rangers. So- They're looking for the truck. And the person in charge is this dapper detective, Chris Walton, super dapper.
1: The most dapper. The
0: most dapper. And police think at first it was a robbery, but Jamie was shot seven times, including three times in the head. So that's overkill. That's not a robbery. This is personal. Jamie did not have an enemy in the world, which is kind of the same as everybody loved him. I think you can mark off everybody loved him on your bingo cards. Yeah. Jamie was an IT director for American Airlines. I flew American last week and I have lots of complaints. If anyone who worked with Jamie wants to contact me, I will tell you what was wrong.
1: And if not, contact me. And I also have complaints on her behalf. because i Because I'm appalled, yeah. frankly.
0: He also loved Green Bay Packers. He loved video games and pool. He was a super fun guy. And to represent his funness... Mank goes to a bar hall with these two ladies. Who what are is a
1: bar hall? A I don't know. Hall. It's
0: like a bar hall.
1: No, no. It's a pool, it's a pool hall, pool hall with, a, bar. with a bar in it.
0: And he is playing pool during his interview with these twin sisters.
1: Twins. But, but twins. But very in the back. I almost didn't notice him. I noticed him on my second viewing, and I was like, "Oh wait, he's there.
0: He's there." I know. I wish we had gotten more footage.
1: In a light pink polo, he looks great.
0: Yeah, Uh, they apparently played on a pool team with Jamie. I did not know there were pool teams, Um, like bowling teams. They have bowling, yeah, but I didn't know they had pool teams.
1: Wait, what is? But a team would be like you're all playing for the same goal. You're not playing together. You're not switching off. I don't know how billiards. Hmm. Okay. I don't
0: know. But I did like the twins. Twins. Also, shout out to the ladies at CrimeCon who came up to the booth and asked me to do Quinn for them because I felt like Jaleel White when he gets stopped on the street and asked to do, did I do that? It made me feel special.
1: You do a really good impersonation of it.
0: Thank you. The twins say that Jamie lit up the bowling alley and Manx says, oh, he lit up the bowling alley is not something I hear very often.
1: And winked at us, broke the fourth wall and winked at Kimberly and I.
0: He really did. And also for people asking on Twitter, yes, I think... Lit up a bowling alley is the same as lit up a room because a bowling alley is a room, technically.
1: It's bigger than a room. It's It's an entire bowling alley.
0: Yes, as someone else commented, it's harder to light than a room. So, yes, it counts.
1: They were on a bowling team or a pool team? Because they say, I think that's where I got confused. They say that he lit up a bowling alley. Oh,
0: maybe you're right. Maybe he was on a a bowling team. I think it's a bowling... I have COVID, so my brain is not working well.
1: I think it's a bowling team
0: maybe it was a bowling team maybe I was just super confused your
1: brain is also not working well because these twins names are Monica and Monique oh <laughs> I like that it's very close <laughs>
0: very close that would be very confusing in the house incredibly you'd have to use close. nicknames
1: it's almost like Jenny and Jennifer
0: that's confusing so Jamie met Jennifer who was a speech therapist and the pool sisters slash maybe bowling sisters thought that they were a delightful, adorable couple. They said, she is a keeper, Jamie. She had been married twice before with a daughter. Jamie adopted the daughter. And at some point he became an IT exec for American Airlines. And in 2017, they moved to Dallas. I think 2017 is when the meal that I ate on American was actually made wow I sound like such a complainer
1: no I think other vegetarians out there will agree with you that when you're served vegetarian food that feels like it's an insult yeah that you shouldn't (laughs) be a vegetarian yeah so we're giving you just like four green beans yeah with no salt yeah it's a middle finger it's messed up
0: yeah so we're also meeting these ladies who lunch, and I couldn't tell if they were ladies who lunch at first, but then one of the ladies says, when I heard the commotion of the shots and the helicopters, I looked on my ladies group website or my ladies group, you know, like her, she has some sort of ladies group. So they're, they're ladies who lunch.
1: They are a la- neighborhood ladies watch. Yes. So this is the same friend that also saw the license- the truck, correct?
0: No, that was a different neighbor.
1: Okay. So I think that there might be connected at some point. These neighbors
0: do not know Jennifer and Jamie. They're just hearing about the commotion. But they live in the area. They live in that neighborhood. So
1: they live in that specific neighborhood. Right. And and
0: it's a very nice neighborhood and they're shocked that this happened. So right. they reach out to Jennifer. One of these ladies says, I do, you don't know me, but I'm a neighbor in this neighborhood. And can I do anything to help? I'm offering my condolences. And Jennifer says... Yes, please come over. So this neighbor, Mm -hmm. the day after the murder, comes over to Jennifer's house where she is grieving with her family. Mm -hmm. Did anyone else find this strange? Me. Does Jennifer not have friends? Or why is she asking a stranger to come over and help? Why would you even want a stranger there the day after your husband was shot right in front of you?
1: I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I, I guess mean, you're
0: not thinking clearly.
1: No, no, not her. The oh, neighbor. the neighbor. <laughs> I don't know what I would do because I think I would be so surprised that she would say, thank you so much. Yes, please can come Can you over. come tomorrow yeah. to talk? I think it would be more like, oh, I, I meant like, can I help drive your kids to right. <laughs> swimming? Or what? Yeah, do, you do you know what I'm saying? Do a
0: casserole? I will make you a casserole. Right. I didn't know you wanted me to hold your hand and vent and like let you... Cry right. to me because I'm a stranger.
1: More like, can I take a load of laundry to the fluff and fold? Right, can right. I? Can I help you with the basic duties that are maybe going to slip through the cracks right now? Right. And so, instead it's, no, I want you to come and help me plan the memorial. Right? No. <laughs> it's stranger. I would take you. I would make you go with me. That I'd is I'd be like, please, so I need bizarre. you to just, you need to do this for me and come because I can't go alone.
0: No, that's so awkward. And it is
1: awkward, but it's less awkward if it's two of you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. So the neighbors are so sweet to want to help, but they're helping Jennifer, this woman they've never met through her grief. And they also set up a GoFundMe and for a mm. funeral. They start delivering lunches and dinners every day for months. This goes on for months. This, okay. Everyone is being so nice to Jennifer. Now... We learn more about Jamie, who could have done this. He had recently laid off some people at his work. Now, the thing about Jamie's being such a delightful, charming guy is he is always in a Hawaiian print shirt. And I was just praying that he did not fire anyone in a Hawaiian print shirt, because that is adding insult to injury. If you're fired by someone who's like, just jetting off to Hawaii after they fire you. And it's too casual. Oh, I get it. But this turns out to be a dead end. No one is really holding a grudge. The ladies who lunch attend the funeral and the funeral is live streamed across the country. This was also right when COVID was huge, even though it's still going on. COVID's not over. I am proof. But these ladies were a little surprised by the funeral. They thought it seemed a bit over the top, maybe a little just too much, I guess, a little extra.
1: This is a hard thing. Okay, so the person that's talking about this is actually Jamie's friend, Teresa. Right. I don't think she's one of the ladies who lunch.
0: She's a friend of Jamie's, but also the ladies who lunch. Basically, everyone who was there thought that the funeral had
1: strange vibes. Josh seems to very much like Teresa specifically because she seems to have just a real blunt way of being. I love Teresa. She does say it in a way that we get the point, but I think... So... I get her concern.
0: Yeah, so there are two elements to the funeral that are kind of rubbing people wrong the wrong way. So the first is this um, lovey-dovey, mushy, over-the-top shows of how perfect a couple Jamie and Jennifer were. And Teresa, Jamie's friend, is telling us about this love book, which is this book that Jennifer made for Jamie for Valentine's Day, which is a private book, about their favorite memories and everything. There's a man who is reading it at the funeral and projecting the images onto a projector screen. It's like a cartoon-type book with scenarios of their life together and thought bubbles and the friend Teresa says she was rolling her eyes at how mushy it was and Mank wants to be nice and he says well so what it was romantic so what and the friend says listen Mank I've been married for 18 years and I'm not making my husband a love book and that's when she became our new best friend that was really funny it was really funny and Mank says you know the people I interview are not supposed to be more cynical than I am and that's when they became best friends. I'm just now putting together again, COVID brain. There's later shots of Jennifer on the local news reading a book. And I was like, what is that book? Did she make that at Redbubble? This whole episode is sponsored by Zazzle. And she is like looking through this book. It was, I think it was the love book.
1: When was it made?
0: Uh, a few years before, I'd guess, on a Valentine's Day.
1: Just everybody keep this in the back of your head. Yeah. This book was created because we're going to hear some stuff coming up. That make this very implausible. It really this, doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Also, yeah. I do want to state really quick that Teresa describes Jamie as a Hawaii or a Hawaiian shirt with gold chain, and Mink kind of picks it up and says, "Oh, and the cologne." Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, he wasn't missing a beat."
0: That's yeah. what makes sense. He's a nerdy IT guy with a lot of his own style
1: going on, which is the best kind of human. He sounds super fun. And maybe on a bowling team. Yeah. The best. Oh, for sure. You know he's going to karaoke singing loudly, badly, and three songs in a row. Yeah. He's you super need- fun. Yeah.
0: Now, speaking of love books, the only person I'm writing a love book to is actually a company called HelloFresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is the start of the holiday season. And by that, I mean Halloween, because I think Halloween starts off the holiday season. At least it does in my household. It does. That means that you have work going on. You have kids in school. You have activities. You're also busy trying to make your Josh Mankiewicz Halloween costume. You're too busy to plan a bunch of meals. Let HelloFresh get the snacks, the breakfasts, the desserts, the lunches. They can do it all besides ordering the hanky for your costume. And since it's fall... They're in fall mode. And that means they have desserts like apple cider cake with caramel sauce.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Barbecue pulled pork nachos. What? Mini pumpkin cheesecakes. Yep. I love that except the word mini. Give me the full. Well, you can just
1: eat three of them. What's the issue? There's no issue.
0: HelloFresh has your whole day covered, but it still has the dinner recipes that they're famous for 40 chef crafted dinner recipes to choose from every week vegetarian family friendly fit pescatarian whatever they've got you covered and it's so easy to send you the pre-portioned ingredients with the recipe and stuff that's so easy to make easy warming healing foods are what you want this time of year I think when it's starting to get colder like vegetarian shepherd's pie Oh, yeah. Delicious with mashed potatoes on top. Amazing. Oh, my God. Thai ginger curry. Yep. Amazing. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Dateline and use code 50Dateline for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50Dateline and use code 50Dateline for 50% off plus free shipping. They are America's number one meal kit for a reason, people. Yes. Also send me the pictures of all the stuff that you make because I want to look
1: at food pictures. Thank you. There you go. Ring ring. Hello. I'm calling about America's number one meal kit. Hello fresh? I'm I already here. get them. Leave me alone. I'm I've here been with a your... member for years. Click. I was just going to tell you I was here with your order, but if you don't want your mini cheesecake. No, wait, I want it. Bring back my cheesecake, please. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, HelloFresh. We love you. We love
0: you. We also love another company that we might be making a love book for, and that love book goes to Bombus.
1: Oh, absolutely. Every season, they just keep bringing out the best socks, the best soft t shirts, the best underwear, everything that touches your body. Bombus has something wonderful to put on it. Does that make sense? All of your undergarment areas and top garment areas. Bombas has you covered. And better than that, Bombas has the best mission of any company out there. Socks, tees, and underwear are the three most requested items in homeless shelters. When you buy yours from Bombas, you're also giving to someone who really needs it because one item purchased equals one item donated.
0: That's going on the cover of our love book.
1: Yeah, it is. And also, they make returns and exchanges so incredibly easy. So if you need to size up, size down, or it's just not working for you, they have a 100% happiness guarantee. Hole in your sock, sock eaten by a dog, not on by a raccoon that lives outside now, Bombas has you covered. And the new Bombas Fall Collection is packed with nothing but the absolute coziest materials. I'm talking extra soft extra long staple cotton and merino wool that's so plush it feels like little pillows for your feet if you Aww. haven't bought some of the socks with merino wool in them do yourself a favor this fall and winter and get three pairs you yes. will never take them off they are so soft and comfortable it feels just like it feels like you're walking on little air pockets that's the best way i can think of to describe it i have never had a bad bombas item so i have never had to use they're yeah, amazing I haven't either happiness guarantee. I'm still happy. And I can definitely say that every single Bombas item is thoughtfully designed for your comfort. That's why I haven't had to return. It means socks without that annoying toe seam, T-shirts without itchy tags in the back that give you a rash, and underwear also with minimized seams so you don't get that, you know what I'm talking about, the redness lines. Yes. That also kind of itch. I don't want to talk about those. It really stinks. Also, it's the time of year to start thinking about maybe what you're going to be giving as gifts. And an early holiday gift idea, Bombus gift boxes are filled with these cozy goodies. And the best part is they come in a really pretty designed box, so you don't even have to wrap it. Mm-hmm. One and done. Bombus is the place to shop. Go to bombas.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline for 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash date dateline and use code date dateline at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Never have a bad day with Bombas. Bombas, 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 bombas. bombas. For you. I love Bombas so much.
0: I love my Bombas. I wore Bombas at Con. They're great. I agree. So the second element of the funeral that was gossip-inducing, that's how I'll say it. Because normally we wouldn't talk about, criticize someone's funeral, but they spend quite a long time talking about the funeral. And people's reactions to the funeral.
1: And the reason that we're talking about it is because it's giving you an overview, not of him. This is something on him. This is what Jennifer is doing because Jennifer's the one planning the funeral and clearly people were talking about it.
0: They thought it was very over to the top, especially the decorations. Now, at one point I paused, actually at several points I paused, I wanted to see what was going on in these tables. And on one table, I counted eight... Pieces of word art on one table okay. and all variations of the phrase family is everything. Oh, if like, there's one piece of word art at my funeral, I will haunt you. Okay, I'm saying it right now. She's grinning mischievously. Okay.
1: I'll keep it in mind. There, there are. I'm writing it down. <laughs>
0: so all when I said art. that this episode was sponsored by Zazzle, <laughs> there are, A ton of personalized items with Jamie's face on them, like coasters and matchbooks. Now, a couple things about that. I don't think people still give out matchbooks as party favors because there aren't a lot of smokers around. And we've now learned candles are bad for you. So why are you giving out matchbooks?
1: Okay, stop saying don't do that. Because people have to enjoy some things in life. Not everything can be bad for us, and candles are fine.
0: Still enjoy your candles. I still enjoy my Gosh. candles, but smoking is bad for you.
1: Smoking is bad for um, you. But so I maybe do lots don't of things that. that are bad but for me. I'm drinking Gatorade right now, so Gatorade is definitely not bad for you. So it's fine. It has Here, lots of defi- sugar. Gatorade is not on the same level token of as Newport Lights. Like you're fine. <laughs> Good God. Okay. So stop it. Uh, But I will say, I love a matchbook. And Oliver and I got really excited when we went to Savannah because restaurants there still have them in the front with the restaurant's name. okay. And so we collected those little ones that slide open. Yeah. Those are very fun. And I actually use those for candles. So. Yeah.
0: No, I can see that. I don't know if I would want one with someone's face that had died. and
1: I can't see any funeral, reason to have them at a funeral or a wedding.
0: The funeral thing. Um, it's like party favors at a funeral. Now, I did go to a funeral, but it was more like a memorial celebration where they were Japanese and we did a sake 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 toast I don't know what I'm saying sake and sake toast and we got sake cups like with his name not his photo but like the date of the celebration or something and that was very nice and important to them and I thought that was nice this feels like they have a coupon for vista print and someone is buying everything because there's a table with his face on it, like on a banner, and then it says bar in those light-up letters, like at a bat mitzvah. And then there were measuring cups on the table, which I did I, not understand. I thank wanted, you so
1: much. I Was he to a know, baker? I think he maybe liked to bake sometimes.
0: There are pool cues and pool balls. That I love. Like, I love sprinkling the person's personality in it. It's fine. Was there a bowling um, ball? No, there was like a soccer ball. Oh, so we um we still and don't know the, and about the, the pool ball. Yeah, everything has his face on it and it felt a little bit like a sweet 16. That's the vibe I was getting.
1: Or like maybe he was going to college? I don't know. Yeah, I, like a graduation really, party. Yeah. I don't. It was like, Was
0: there a cake with his face on it?
1: At this point, have we already found out how much the money was raised by the GoFundMe? No,
0: I'm about to say it.
1: Okay, well that's what this says to me is that you needed to show where some of that went yeah
0: so the neighbors who lunch knew that all this stuff is not cheap but they had raised 60 grand on the gofundme for expenses and funeral expenses i don't think the people that donated thought that their money was going to coasters necessarily but probably they like burial costs and things like that Which
1: it did. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, but
0: but also a lot of merch. And for someone who just bought a ton of merch for CrimeCon and did it all last minute, the last minute rush charges. The shipping is what's going to get you. And the only way she would have avoided that is if she had planned this murder and memorial in advance and ordered this stuff, which would be the dumbest way someone would get caught on Dateline ever. If they had ordered a bunch of stuff from Redbubble. Could
1: you imagine for a
0: funeral with the date of the funeral in advance? Red Bubble would have to report it to the police, right?
1: Well, no, no. Why would they? They would just assume that the person had died a long time ago. Oh, I wonder if that's happened. If the funeral is like in. Well, no, because I've never seen I've never seen mementos like that at a funeral. I have no, not. I've been to either. a few in my time, and I've I'm, never I'm, seen I'm that.
0: excited to hear from our listeners if they have seen some things like that at funerals. I'm also
1: Be- not saying that if you did this, a tasteful memento like that is not inappropriate. It's the amount and what's happening here. Yes. That yes. Is-
0: and that you spent the money that people raised for
1: you. No, I think that's. You think ugh. that's okay? Well, if it was one thing or two right, things. Right, if it was one thing. But what if it was a nicer item? Like instead of the little things, what if you had done, I don't, I can't think, a paperweight?
0: I don't know. So the police realize very quickly that this marriage was not all love books and rainbows, that it was not as perfect as Jennifer had told them. They know because she had given them her phone. They looked through her phone and they found text messages that she had not erased to a friend named Tina. And we're getting these dramatic line readings of these text conversations from people who work at Dateline. And later, somebody is one of the producers, her husband, I guess, was reading one of them. She said on Twitter, like they just recruited people in the office to read these. Why didn't they ask us? I we,
1: I am so sorry. Can we please reach out and say, hey, we I'll have, be Tina,
0: you would be Jennifer,
1: have mics. Yeah, will went to theater school. Yes, will perform reenactments. Yes. Of text messages moving forward. Thank you. You don't even have to give us credit. Right. You can you can give we, us like other names. Mm-hmm. We can just We be, all know we're
0: not probably solving a crime in the near future to wind up on Dateline. So this would might be our only chance.
1: And we would do a bang up job of it too.
0: We would do a great job. Yeah. So in the messages, Jennifer says, So I'm pretty much having a full blown emotional affair. I don't know why I'm making her talk like that. She is a southern suburban mom.
1: That's how it sounds in my head, okay, so it's it's also a weird text to get. I it's would be very weird if, and if then she's like
0: Tina, I know you're at work, and I'm probably blowing your mind right now.
1: Okay. Well, then maybe wait till after work. Yeah, I don't like
0: it sounds like she's bragging, like I'm so crazy. Look at what your crazy friend Jennifer's done. I'm dry- I'm bugging you at work again to tell you about my crazy
1: life. Oh Jeez. no. Please don't let it be that I really hope it's not that
0: (laughs) Tina seems kind of disinterested she's kind of just like going along like okay why am I friends with you so she says Tina we haven't had sex in four years. And now there's this other guy in the picture. And,
1: but you made and, him a love book and you guys weren't sleeping together? Right. And Tina's
0: like, four years, I'm pretending I'm interested. And Jennifer's <laughs> like, I initiate, but he doesn't want to. I feel like we're not in love with each other, but we love each other. Again, as Katie is pointing out, this love book said the exact opposite. So I also don't
1: want to hear that book? sentence anymore. I can't stand that. I need that to just be debunked. If candles are bad for you now, then yeah. that needs to also be just bad for that line of thinking. Because that that in love trap, you mean you're not like in super infatuated, like yes. jumping each other's bones. Like yeah. if you you're love not so-
0: in lust with the person
1: right if, now, but you love someone in a romantic way, you are in love with that person. Yeah. If you love someone like as a friend. Then I would not say, but if you want to just say that you love someone in a romantic love way, you are in love with them, even if you're not crazy infatuated, like lusty at the moment mm-hmm. it does it just drives me nuts. It doesn't if people try to use that sentiment to get out of all sorts of stuff, yeah, especially marriages, yeah, it's real dumb,
0: also, where is Tina? Why are we not getting an interview with Tina? <laughs> She's trying to distance herself from hundred percent.
1: Tina is like, please no." And I don't thanks, know her no new thanks. phone
0: who did. Yeah,
1: exactly. I go by Christine now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, like they end the conversation and Tina goes, hugs to you. I feel like she is not that interested. And Jennifer makes up stories a lot. And so she's like, OK, I don't even know what to believe. So, I love
1: that it's hugs to you, just not even, hugs not, to you. oh my gosh, good luck.
0: No, I read it like, hugs to you.
1: Because it's nothing about Bye. like navigating this crazy relationship. It's all like, okay, hugs to you, good luck.
0: <laughs> Mink says Jennifer has like, is this middle-aged doldrums? And that's how it, it in, which is, that hurts. That phrase hurts. I'm not even married and that hurt. But it hurts. It hurts Tina everyone. is fully bored with Jennifer's middle-aged doldrums.
1: I wonder if Tina too has some real stuff going on. Yes, so like but she this, doesn't
0: brag about it all the time.
1: R- well, not even brag about it. It's like real serious stuff. So yeah. it's like, I can't even I can't, bear yeah. to, to handle you having some sort of texting relationship with someone. I'm just, I'm out. I'm that, out.
0: That was me all week long. And I can't, like, people would bother me with things. And I was like, I have COVID. I'm out. Do you understand? Did
1: you- I really want to blame American Airlines for this. I'm sorry. I can't
0: really it could have been American it. Airlines.
1: So, okay. It Go totally ahead.
0: could be. So this guy, Darren, is the man that Jennifer is having this emotional affair with. He was her ex in high school. Well, they dated him in high school and college. And then he went off into serving the war. And they separated. But he, they rekindled recently. And they hadn't seen each other in person for many decades but they had been again having this like emotional affair but and just he, a
1: recently emotional affair like, very when recent did last, he-
0: last year probably oh. so eight months or something so he apparently had a five-year plan to start a new life with jennifer because nothing sexier than a five-year plan and a powerpoint presentation about that five-year plan But then Jennifer tells Tina, who doesn't care, that she has so many feelings for Darren, but she has to end it with him. So she's saying she's breaking it off. Now police are why are you
1: bothering Tina with this if you've already figured out that you're gonna break it off?
0: Why just wait to tell her? Then you didn't have to tell her at all.
1: You didn't need to tell her at all. Just break it off and then maybe someday be like, Did I ever tell you that I was talking to that guy online? Like make it And
0: Tina would be like, I had COVID. I'm so glad you didn't bother me with that. (laughs) The amount of people this week. I had
1: COVID the whole time. The
0: whole time you were having this affair, and I couldn't deal with it. (laughs) So police find out that Jennifer and Darren were communicating 500 times a day. That is my worst
1: nightmare. How many? No, no. Did you do the math? I was hoping I got to do the math. We got to figure that out.
0: 500 texts and emails every day.
1: That's too much. That's insane. I said that to Oliver and he looked at me like I had failed him because there will be stretches of time when I don't respond to him just for a And he's like, you know, you haven't responded to any text I've sent you this week. And I'll be like, I haven't. I'm just notoriously bad. Even Mary Payne was like, I know you're not the best texter. And I was like, (laughs) don't call me out. (laughs) Don't call me out. I try, I try so hard. I like make a schedule to look at the text. Like, I try anyways. But regardless, like that, they're doing, it, they're texting for hours.
0: I think they're like that couple on 90 Day that I told you about, where like he takes a shower and stuff and he's on FaceTime with her the whole time. And like when they're sleeping, their phone, fo- their camera's on and they're filming each other like while they're sleeping. It's just like, Every thought that's in your your how would you not get carpal tunnel like in your fingers from typing that much? That's insane. So, it's too
1: much. Wait a minute, how many hours in a day? 24. Yeah, but 24, you're sleeping for some of 24 them. 24 times oh. 60 equals divided by 500. 2.88 is a number I came up with, but I don't that's know what it is. That's
0: not right. Means. You got to go 500 divided by 24.
1: 500. If we're
0: pretending di- that they don't sleep.
1: 20, 20. 20.8 per hour, 20 20 messages an hour.
0: Yeah, 20 emails or texts an hour, 24 hours a day, not sleeping. Yeah. Kimberly. That's a lot. So Mank says that's a lot of emotion for an emotional affair, which is a good line. And then he says, and a lot of deletion, because the weird part was all of these calls and texts are gone from Jennifer's phone. Katie, say sus with me. You know you want to. That's super sus. Stitious. So they find this Darren. Darren has a long and decorated military career. He suffered a brain injury in the army. They check his financial records. And on the day of the murder, he used his debit card on the road to Dallas from where he lives. Darren, pay with cash, honey. He had even typed in on his phone Jennifer and Jamie's address into Google for Darren. their directions. Darren. Darren. Come to us. We will help you.
1: No, we won't. No, we, we will don't not want to help, help you, you commit a anybody, murder. But, but we might be able to talk you out of this relationship. Come yeah. to us if you feel like you're doing things that are not in your nature.
0: Exactly. So they use a drone to fly over his house, and they see that he has this truck with the T on it. Several weeks later, they check again. They see that the sticker is gone on the truck. No T sticker. Oh, boy. So he's either a fair weather Rangers fan or he's a murderer. Mank says they want to arrest him, but how do you arrest Rambo? because Darren spent his life in the military and has a very particular set of skills. So they're really building this up. He lives on this crazy property where he might have booby traps. It's like in Under the Banner of Heaven where those guys are hiding out in the mountains in that house and they are like, do you remember that part? Oh yes.
1: Oh and yes. So yes, the yes, detectives
0: yes. are worried there's gonna be like a Waco full on situation. They get seventy-five members of law enforcement to help them and they're building it up and then they take him into custody without incident. And obviously we do not want anyone
1: to be hurt, but it was a little bit of a letdown. Mink described him as Rambo.
0: Yeah. And then they talk about Waco. They bring up Waco for no reason.
1: Yeah, Waco. And then a property that's many acres, 20 acres.
0: And booby trapped, they think. And then they just arrest him and nothing happens.
1: I mean, that is good.
0: It's good. We don't want anyone to be hurt. He also has teenagers on the
1: property? Are his daughters or his children? He has two
0: daughters that live there with him. That are teens or
1: tweens. Teens or tweens,
0: which is very sad when we finally see the inside of his property. I can't,
1: and I'm glad they don't show us more.
0: It's a hoarder house. There's trash and boxes everywhere. And what stood out to me was there's also one of those hanging banana stands with fresh bananas on it and i thought well potassium is still important even if you're a hoarder and then later the problem is
1: not that the problem is that those are replacing bananas that are elsewhere in the house that (laughs) either can't be found or are dead they make they make explicit references to a lot of food yeah, being in the house, which tells me there are bugs. Yeah, and then you see the pile of mail on the table, which immediately gave me the cold sweats because I have a mail area. I do too. Quotes, it's
0: overflowing.
1: That like, I have to. It has to be just a really good day. I and go I have through to it be about like, once a month. Okay, that makes me feel better. I miss you're a lot really of the really on it. You're very much more organized than me, so that makes yeah. me feel better. Now, if I could get that way with emails and text messages.
0: That I do every day. I have to.
1: I'd be a better person. I'm working on it.
0: Also, we see uh, amongst the pile of trash a Belvita crackers box because also fiber is important. If you Are hoarder. those fiber? Yeah. So they also find a 55-inch TV with the box that is from Jennifer. So Jennifer apparently has sent Darren a 55-inch TV as payment, maybe? For a hit? We don't know. We've That'd also be nice. Ne-
1: I'd love a 55 inch.
0: I'd love it more than that bicycle that that one guy bought. So someone please go onto to our website, a com. go to our Hitman spreadsheet and put in 55 inch flat screen TV question, question mark. Question mark. We're not sure. I'm sure. They also find a gun that matches the bullets that killed Jamie and it has a blood smear on it. There you go. Darren.
1: Come on, buddy.
0: Darren did not learn how to hide evidence in the military. The bloodstain comes back to Jamie.
1: Darren's clearly having a hard time.
0: He really is.
1: The house is a cry for help. Yes. And all these actions are really unsettling.
0: Yes.
1: This is someone who has a purple heart. It hurts me. It really is not
0: fair the way. It's obviously not fair the way soldiers are treated after they come home from war. No. And he needs a lot of mental health and medical health intervention. But also he needs a non-Jennifer intervention. I was just going to say he needs
1: people like Jennifer to stay away from him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they bring in Jennifer and we have a new dapper detective, dapper detective number 2.
1: This is Detective Barnes and we get him with the other detective next to each other, but then we get Detective Barnes by himself and he is the harness detective. He's got the he's got the full TV the white shirt with the harness. Love that. The look. gun holster harness.
0: He asks Jennifer, "Why didn't you tell me about this Darren person that you were oh, having boy. an emotional affair with?" <laughs> and she flips the script on him in the dumbest like why didn't you tell me about Darren? She's like, why didn't you tell me you were looking at Darren when you had me look at, think of a list of all these people that it could be and I've been racking my brain thinking if Jamie had any enemies and you knew about Darren the whole time. Why didn't you do this? You made me do all this work and I'd like to talk to the manager of the police. She fully becomes so annoying and it doesn't work because you can't just flip around everything. That's a good tactic, but it's not working.
1: It's actually pretty impressive to watch, though, I will say. She does it without missing a beat. She doesn't miss a second. Like when he starts bringing stuff up, he's like, I think I got her rattled. And I was like, not on the tape. You didn't. She sails through those lies. Like it is not a problem. She just keeps talking. And so he can't kind of get get in. in. Does that make sense? She's got the technique and it's not a terrible one.
0: She says she's just friends with Darren, even though they exchange one hundred and thirty thousand texts and calls in an eight month period. And
1: Oh, my God.
0: The only time they didn't communicate obsessively was the day of the murder. So this is and one the day of before. Those, this is one of those. The absence of evidence is evidence. The lack of communication is actually startling considering how much communication they had before. They find a message on Darren's phone. It corresponds with the day that she was on the local news. She went on the local news saying, there was this truck that was seen with a T on it. Please be on the lookout. We need to find who killed my husband. She texts Darren that same day and says, you need to get rid of that sticker on your truck ASAP. And then she pulls this, This is so annoying. This is what I feel like she's doing. She's playing cool girl, like not like other girls. I'm not like other murderers. She goes, you're going to think I'm crazy. I normally don't overreact like this. She's trying to play it cool during this murder thing. She acts like she's in high school. It drives me crazy. I'm usually super chill and I love football. So You're right.
1: I didn't even put that together. She's a
0: middle-aged lady and she is acting like in high school. And then he says, okay, I got rid of the sticker. And she's like, thank you. I feel so much better. Again, I never freak out like this.
1: She said that? Again, I never freak out like this? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I can't remember. But I bet
1: she did. Oh, boy. No, thank you.
0: They arrest her for obstruction of justice because at least they know she told him to take the sticker off his car. And then the case takes a dramatic twist. And you're going to need a chart for this one. So it turns out, Before the murder, victim Jamie was messaging Darren from Jennifer's phone saying essentially, hi, this is Jamie. I'm Jennifer's husband. I know that you're having an emotional affair with her and I am going to abuse her and do horrible things to her in the bedroom as a punishment because she's talking to you.
1: What did you think at this point?
0: I thought there's no way.
1: Okay. Me too.
0: I was like this guy with the Hawaiian shirt and the bowling slash pool team. okay. I mean, sometimes abusers can come in all shapes and
1: forms a hundred percent. That's why I want to but I've never not seen an immediately abuser. blow this off, but at the same time, this feels like it's something she's yeah, got I've, her I've, in. I've
0: never seen an abuser like send emails saying about what he's doing and what he's going to do.
1: That doesn't mean it can't be done. It
0: doesn't mean it can't be done and hasn't been done.
1: But now we've met Jennifer.
0: We, Yeah. And he's also sending horrible like photos of her with bruises and stuff. So Darren is horrified.
1: Kind of. Kind of. It's very specific pictures, not with the face in them. Yeah. And if there's anything I've learned from... Catfish. That's it. Catfish. You've got to see the face in the picture.
0: Yeah. And he's describing like horrible graphic things that I won't repeat that he's going to do to Jennifer really as Really horrible. So Darren is horrified and says, Jennifer, you're being abused? He just told me he's abusing you. I'm going to go to the police. Jennifer says, no, don't go to the police. Go to my friend Rob Schmidt for guidance. Here's Who? Rob's address. His, his, this is his email address. And so Darren emails Rob. And Rob writes back to Darren and says, okay, we're all good. I talked to Jamie. He's going to stop abusing Jennifer. I just told him to stop and he's going to stop. Sure. And also these emails are being read by more Dateline people. Yeah. And so I fully at this point thought Rob was fake. I was like, who the fake is Rob Schmidt? Is exactly Rob Schmidt I related to Nick Schneider? I thought cousins? Rob was fake.
1: Also Dateline- we have a slew of fellas that we went to theater school with that would be more than happy to read these emails. Mm -hmm. We could give you a network Mm -hmm. of email readers. voiceover actors. Yeah.
0: So Darren writes to Rob and says, I don't know. I don't feel good about this. I won't feel good until she lets me put a bullet in Jamie's head because he really thinks Jennifer's being abused. And Rob says... Thanks for the update. Very formal. Thanks for the update. I think you should go for it, LOL. I'll give you an alibi.
1: Ha-ha. Rob doesn't say LOL. Rob is not an LOLer. LOLers okay. are very specific.
0: Yeah, apparently Rob is an LOLer. That's He's when not. you know it's fake. So, so who we... is Rob? Okay, so we'll get to Rob. Okay. So weeks before the murder, Jamie writes to Darren... Jamie in quotes writes to Darren and says, "It's my anniversary with Jennifer coming up, and as a surprise, I'm gonna plan this sadistic attack on her, and it's gonna be horrible as a pun. It's like a punishment anniversary present."
1: Okay, hold on. I thought that Rob had talked to Jamie and Jamie had said, "I'm gonna stop."
0: Right, but <laughs> he he lied. I guess Rob maybe Rob wasn't convincing enough. Okay, and, got it. And so. This anniversary is supposed to happen the day of the murder. So Darren really feels like the clock is ticking. Jennifer is in real danger of this possibly deadly sadistic attack that's going to happen. And I need to stop it. So then Mank reminds us that there actually is a Rob Schmidt. He is a very nice man that we met very briefly earlier in the episode who worked with Jennifer in speech therapy.
1: And so oh, this is no. the big
0: this is the biggest case of random interviewee turns into a very important person. A
1: very important part of the story.
0: So Mank is reading to Rob some of these shocking emails about murdering Jamie and the abuse, and Rob says, "I never wrote that email. I never talked to Darren. That is not me." So she just stole Rob's name essentially and made up a fake email, and they find all this on her computer. She created a fake email for Rob, and she pretended to be him and wrote to Darren, and she also was pretending to be Jamie, saying all this horrible stuff. This is
1: so elaborate and unnecessary. It
0: is. It's like the episode Diabolical. So the injury photos of the bruises on Jennifer were taken from an old car accident she had, Combined with some photos she pulled from Shutterstock.com, brands unhappy being on Dateline.
1: Wow. Are they ever. So
0: then it gets even sicker. Jennifer had said, Darren, I feel so bad that you have all these problems from the war. Can I see your medical records so that I can help you? Girl. Don't. Darren sent her his medical records where she learned he had this traumatic brain injury and PTSD no doy, obviously, let's get him some help. Instead, she decides to use these things to manipulate him into doing this murder for her. Jennifer is quickly joining the infamous ranks of Pam and Leah and Sarah and Kelly and Bonnie and Lois and Sheila and Sabrina.
1: This is pretty gross.
0: It's disgusting. This is this it's is we're disgusting. at level ten.
1: This is disgusting, and the level of planning and manipulation around it. So not only this, you're creating this story that also paints Jamie in this horrible light. Mm-hmm. On top of all of it, too, mm-hmm. he's not just abusing you; he's doing horrible, sadistic things, and he's planning it out.
0: Yeah. I always think people on Dateline can't stoop lower than murder. And then I think about the women who fake abuse and make it harder for other actual victims right. by besmirching the person they murdered by right. saying that they were an abuser. Mm-hmm. It's horrible.
1: And so she's done all of those. She's just ticked every single box all yeah. the way down.
0: Now, thanks to Babel, I have new ways to express my frustration about Jennifer. Jennifer, El Diablo S and su corazón. That means that she's the devil in her heart. Devil in her heart. Mi cara se encendia, which means approximately I have flames on the side of my face. Thanks to Babel, (laughs) my Spanish is really improving, which is perfect for me to show my outrage at Dateline episodes. Did you know that only 22% of Americans speak another language at their house besides English? Sometimes my English is not even that great. And I am always trying to improve myself. As I get older, I'm really trying to work on my brain so I don't lose whatever it is that I had. Yeah. Wasn't that great to start with, but it wasn't bad. It's pretty good. it's just going to get worse. So work on your brain. Build those little brain cells with Babel. And Babel is designed by real people for real conversations in real life situations. And it's super interactive. So no matter what ways your brain learns, they have the cognitive tools backed by science that can help you learn. And it's all in 10 minutes a day. And within three weeks, you can be conversational. Amazing. I was so busy at CrimeCon. Sometimes I would go to my hotel room for like half an hour and just lay down and watch TV. And I would pull out my phone and I would practice my Spanish with Babel for 10 minutes. Or I would listen to their catnapping crime podcast at CrimeCon. Amazing. So much fun. It's like relaxing and challenging at the same time. Here is a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date dateline. Again, that's 55% off at babbel.com slash date dateline, and that's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date dateline. Dateline rules and restrictions may apply. Please come at me if you're learning a language and we could try to talk to each other on social media about how horrible Jennifer is. I think that would be really fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Get on it. Learn how to babble in another language. Yes. Thank you, babble. Thank you, babble. So I have a question. Yes. What if your partner developed 21 new identities?
0: That happened with this podcast host that I have been working with for quite a long time. Oh. She now has red hair instead of pink, and it's shocking.
1: Oh, darn. Or maybe you discovered that your friend who helped you through your darkest times was actually a conniving con artist.
0: Also the podcast partner that I've been working with for I a see. long time.
1: <laughs> I see. Or what if you began seeing demons everywhere inhabiting people, including your own son? No. No. Yeah, what would you do?
0: No. Call the rabbi.
1: From Wondery, This Is Actually Happening is a podcast that brings you extraordinary true stories of life-changing events told by the people who lived them. In their newest season, you'll hear even more intimate first-person accounts of how regular people have overcome remarkable circumstances. From the man who went to jail for 17 years for accidentally shooting the person who tried to save his life. What? Hello. To one of the close friends of infamous scam artist, Amanda Riley. Oh, Oh, boy. Scamanda. These haunting accounts sound like Hollywood movies, but I assure you, this is actually happening. Wow, that sounds follow, so good. I know. Follow this is actually happening on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to this is actually happening ad free on Wondery Plus. I'm going oh, now.
0: I'm going right now. That sounds so good, Joni. Subscribe. Amazing.
1: Oh yeah, Joni, this is right up your alley too. I'm
0: also seeing a demon in you. So basically, all of these stories are me and Katie. Oh no, no, these stories sound crazy. I know. Twenty different I love identities.
1: It. Also, this is actually happening. Is going to be the, the title of my first book.
0: So, back to the episode and into our new segment that we are calling "We're Not Kink Shaming," but we don't need to hear about it. Which I, seems we need to, to be... talk
1: about. We're going to have an episode coming up called "The One About Pineapples," and it's going to be everything <laughs> that I've learned from Katie going to Florida. Katie is
0: obsessed with loofahs and pineapples
1: now. I found out stuff from <laughs> listeners at Crime Con about (laughs) communities that you and I are not a part of, but have interest in, like are curious, have questions.
0: And also the episode we recorded with Mank at CrimeCon was about a swinging community called the Wolfpack.
1: Hence why now I have all of this information that I need to tell you about.
0: It's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So Jennifer's emails with Darren were filled with BDSM talk. Or as Mank says, 50 shades of TMI.
1: Mank is really, he's got some great lines this episode.
0: He's great. Also, the strange thing about these emails, because of course they show them on the screen, and of course I paused because I want to know details and can't help myself even though I hate it and don't want to know, but like I want to know. You want to know. So the emails were so organized from Jennifer, it would be subject headings in bold And then paragraphs answering them. So in bold, it would be, how do you feel about restraints? And then a paragraph discussing details how she feels about restraints. If you were my dom, what would I call you? And then a paragraph about suggestions and things. And then one of the subject headers in bold says, other notes. (laughs) It is like a full-on work email. Per my last email. Who is this to? This is to Darren from Jennifer. It was so bizarre how it was sectioned out. It was like my notes because I'm like to be so organized. And it's like I-, I was blown away.
1: Is she using that chat AI thing? That I is she Did using she, one of those maybe things? maybe Clippy like, helping her. Please create bullet point presentation right. on BDSM.
0: Yeah. And then wow. it would be like, how do we feel about paddling? And like to paragraph about paddling.
1: I don't want to think about being that organized about sexy times. I don't All really of this w- is upsetting.
0: Yeah. So Mank says, y- you know, these are some of the photos and other things we don't really talk about on network TV. And I was like, oh, don't you? I seem to remember an episode about Master Bob's sex dungeon. And they also they didn't talk
1: about specifics.
0: Let's not pretend BDSM is so horrible, but it's totally fine to air, hi, where'd you go, boo? Come back to me. But that's not traumatizing to us. That's not torture. I would rather hear Dennis read Fifty Shades of Grey to us than hear that high conversation again. And also, Mank, you are showing us the emails on the screen. And so don't think there aren't voyeur like me who aren't gluttons for punishment and pausing it to read. Because we can't help ourselves. And then we hate ourselves after.
1: But we are the only people recapping the episode. So we're doing it for a job.
0: Yeah, it's for a job. We for, are the only podcast out there
1: on the block right now doing that. So
0: we're doing the Lord's work.
1: He may have done it for you.
0: Thank you, Mink. I appreciate it. Thank I like you, to Mink. think things are nods and winks to us.
1: So I'm telling you, the lit up a bowling alley was for you. <laughs> Convince me otherwise. It was. Done so
0: here. Jamie's friend Teresa, who has this great banter with Mink. Says, how did Jamie not know that Jennifer was on the phone all the time with this man? Like we discussed, it was 500 communications a day. And Mank says, well, my wife's on the phone constantly, but my mind does not go to she's planning to kill me. Well, of course not, because she knows that she would never get away with it, because all of us would Scooby-Doo that case and solve it, because no one's hurting our Mank.
1: No, of course not. And we trust her.
0: We trust her. So Darren's lawyer tries to convince Darren, who has now been arrested, Jennifer was setting you up. She lied about everything. He wasn't abusing her. She wasn't. There was no Rob that you were talking to. Darren is so Stockholm syndromed by Jennifer. It takes months for the lawyer to finally convince him. That you need to confess. You need to flip on Jennifer. She's set you up. And so Mank mm-hmm. goes to meet with Darren in um, a prison glass interview, which we haven't seen one of those in a long time. No, we not. Probably because of COVID. So Darren looks like this normal guy, just again, and Jennifer just looks like this normal lady. And... He says she filled his head with all of these horrible things about Jamie, and she got it in his head that he was a military guy. He knew what his mission was, and his mission was to take out the enemy. Also, she was going to die if he didn't do something, so he had to act. And anytime he had said, let's go to the police, Jennifer would say, I don't want our daughter to have a negative memory of her dad, so let's kill him instead.
1: Wow. She's really something.
0: Yeah. So he shot Jamie and he shoved Jennifer to make it look like a robbery and like duct taped her wrists. And Mank points out that this was the first time they had actually touched in decades because up until then they were just having this emotional affair.
1: So did they know what each other looked like?
0: Yeah. Cause they had dated in college and stuff and they'd exchanged photos. She Did they know a what each other looked like now? Yes, they had exchanged photos and I'm sure video calls and stuff. They
1: both look incredibly different than the high school Absolutely. pictures. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they knew, but they do both look very different.
1: They also look like siblings. So there <laughs> they is a They do side... a little bit actually. Friend, there is a side by side at I wrote down the time code for you. 45:18. Okay. That literally it's Darren and Jennifer side by side just their faces. And it's almost like they did an app where you're where you can change like what would I look like as a boy? And it changed do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: well they say you are attracted to people that have similar facial features as you because you want to preserve your own genes so subconsciously And then I would encourage
1: you to check out forty five eighteen in this episode. Or it's possible
0: they are long lost siblings that have that genetic sexual attraction thing that is really strange. It's Ew. fascinating. Yeah, I, feel- I talked about it on an episode of These Are Their Stories once. It's like when people were not raised together, but they meet each other as adults, but they were, they're related. And they have this overwhelming sexual attraction to each other. <gasps> because they feel this connection genetically, but their mind doesn't know how to process it because they're adults now. They should have known each other as children <gasps> or like father-daughter or brother-sister. But instead... It, turn sexual in their mind because there's like a wire that goes snafu there's some documentaries about it it's really weird but anyways we did I did an episode of these their stories and Kevin and Rebecca were like this is the craziest thing ever I was like yeah I've seen a couple documentaries on it (laughs) because I know about weird things
1: no because there's certain things you need to know a lot about incest yeah and feelings of incest why people incest because there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple of things anything, that we just we I also need to know. I guinea,
0: also like guinea worms and things that bury underneath the skin. I also know about those kind of things. Thank you. Oh, speaking of guinea worms, happy birthday, Jimmy Carter. Do you know that he pretty much eradicated guinea worms? He's a hero and it's 99 today. And <gasps> one of our Patreons is his daughter, Amy Carter. Happy
1: birthday, Jimmy Carter. Thank there you so much. There's so many
0: videos of like celebrities, like peel at concerts, having the whole crowd sing for him. It's so cool.
1: Amazing. Yeah, What a legacy.
0: What a legacy. So Darren realizes now, I don't know if she ever loved me. And Mank holds in all of his strength and tries not to say she didn't, buddy.
1: Really? <laughs>
0: but I'll say it. He just, so he still can't comprehend how she played him like that and how she made him kill an innocent man who she made him think was like the devil. And he now has to live with that on his conscience the rest of his life that he killed an innocent man. And he starts crying. It's very sad. Oof. And then we meet a couple of his Green Beret friends who said he was a hero. He literally saved one of their lives My in the God. war. And he was a medic and he cared for not just his fellow soldiers. He cared for the local Iraqis, the local children there. Like he was a wonderful man. And they think this is not the Darren that they know.
1: It's not. It's someone who's been totally manipulated, brainwashed. brainwashed.
0: Yeah. Darren pleads not guilty because of what's called the third-party defense, which is if someone else is in imminent danger, then you can stop it by killing someone. That's the defense. Now, this danger was not real to Jennifer, but he thought it was real to Jennifer. So they think that this is a defense that should legally work. He would
1: never have done this had he thought that she wasn't in danger. This would not have been something that he would have done just for money or just for this. This was only because he thought. I thought this was a very strong defense. This seems smart to me. What did you think?
0: I think it's very strong. Now, there was a date kind of on this anniversary date. Jamie was going to maybe kill her. The prosecution says you can't have a date in advance that's a danger. It's usually a spur-of-the-moment kind of defending someone's life situation.
1: But but this is an extenuating circumstance. So it,
0: I think so. So the prosecutor says, no, he wasn't defending her life. He was pursuing this woman, and he wanted to be with her, and he wanted Jamie out of the picture. And then to prove this, they make the dapper detective number two, Div- Barnes, Barnes or yes. whatever, Read the naughty texts with the prosecutor lady on the stand, and they have to act. They're reading out, but trying not to sound sexy. They're trying to read them as boring as possible. It's so awkward. Why can't they have actors do it? This is not what the detective is being paid for. And this is not his job. He is very handsome and dapper, so I can kind of picture him in an R&B video in the 90s with like smooth jazz sax
1: playing. It's but our anniversary.
0: <laughs> Do you remember that song? Who was no.
1: that? Was that Tony, Tony, Tony? I <laughs> It is.
0: But why did these even have to be read? To embarrass Darren further or to just show that he would have done anything for this woman because he wanted to spank her? He calls her his sexy brat in one of the things and says he wants to put her over his leg and spank her. And Mank says it gets way racier. Take my word for it. And I was like, we will take your word for it, except for me, because I paused on the screen and read the emails.
1: Stop that. I don't know know why it has to be
0: there. I think it's just salacious for no reason.
1: I don't know if it would make the jury go one way or the other. Why does it help the prosecution to do this?
0: I guess because it makes him look like I think it's kink shaming uh, and shaming someone maybe because they're having an affair, an emotional affair with someone. So uh-huh. that questions their morals. And then if they can make it look like he really, really wants to have sex with her, then they can jump to he wants to kill her husband. And that's why he's doing it. And he's not doing it because he thought her life was in danger. Okay. But it still feels like they did not have to read them.
1: It Totally does.
0: So the local reporter, who was lovely. Oh, yeah. She's with us throughout. Maria. Maria. She says that we all kind of needed a shower after that day in court.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, how do you think we felt after? Where'd you go, boo? Come back to me. So the prosecutor says Darren had other options instead of murder. And at this point, I was thinking, why are we not talking about his traumatic brain injury and his PTSD? Because did he fully understand that he had other options besides murder? Correct. I just don't... Was there a doctor, like a brain doctor and a psychiatrist who testified?
1: Did he have a public defender? No. Yeah. Okay. He did have a public
0: defender. Yeah. But he seemed good, the public defender.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going for this defense, which is very strong. My thought is more there are experts that should have been called in on this about why he didn't see another option, why in the state of where his brain is, this would be a focus that he could only see this way out. Mm-hmm. But I would also love to have someone come in because clearly if the defense was to show pictures of his home and other things, there, it, it, there's he's unwell. There's Yeah, there's and other I'm sure happening. brain
0: scans could show that as well. Yeah, If probably. he has brain injuries. Mm-hmm. Like the brain injury that the football players get, they sometimes try to use that as a defense because it does cause erratic, violent behavior. But this was a planned thing, so it's a little different. It's not like a rage killing. It's like was planned. But again, he had been so brainwashed
1: by this woman. Do they go into how much they planned it together? Was she telling him this date, this date? Yeah,
0: I think so. I mean,
1: They don't tell us that, though.
0: Mm, well, we know that they weren't communicating the day before and the day of, so that means that she was pretty well in on the plan. But she should have told him, "Don't use your credit card when you're filling up with gas along the way, and don't Google my address, the directions on your phone."
1: I, I just feel like, okay, so we and some- she's
0: told him that date was the anniversary. Right When she was going to be attacked.
1: But we saw him sort of cruising around the house in the wee hours of the morning before this, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So this more seems like he is sitting there waiting for an opportunity and maybe she didn't say. She led him right up to it but didn't.
0: I don't know. Yeah, if she said
1: do it when we're out walking. When the we're dog out walking the dog or if he was sort of lying in wait the whole time.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Which he could have been for several days, just sort of camped out, I'm unsure. But Oliver said he wasn't surprised at all, like a lot of the guys that he knows that have been in the service a long time that come in and do jujitsu, they're literally looking for something to replace something that's all they've known. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? When men get into a relationship with a woman after they've left, where they're looking for someone to rescue? Mm Mm-hmm. And it becomes very intense because they've been doing this very intense thing. So it naturally, which makes sense in trauma anyways, when you have dealt with something very, very intense, your trauma levels are out of whack. So small things go up to a 10 and they're not supposed to. Yeah. This sort of feels like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, he only sees one way, which is, okay, eliminate the enemy.
0: That happened in another dateline. A woman came to a guy who was a gun expert for shooting lessons. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? And he... Killed her husband, and they're trying to figure out if, like, she wanted him to, or if he he just was an ex military he wanted right. to rescue her. Yeah, that's rough. It's
1: that's rough. It's rough, many... but it's a real thing, so yeah. it's a it's sad.
0: So he is unfortunately found guilty. Well, not unfortunately. I mean, he did shoot someone. I can't. If I was Jamie's family, I'm sure I would be very happy that he was found guilty. I just think I there's don't know. some medical mental health stuff that also needs to be addressed.
1: I don't know if um, you would, and
0: I don't think jail would. Be, is necessarily the place for that?
1: I think the person that you'd want to see more is Jennifer. Is
0: Jennifer? Yeah, right. I don't so, think
1: that you would because this guy—the only reason he's there, yeah—is because she brought. He him He
0: gets there. sixty-two years in prison, and he is appealing. And then we meet a new person. Even though there's only ten minutes left, in the I was episode. shocked. I was shocked. And this is a man named Rick, and he is also in a Hawaiian print shirt. And I didn't know if that was in honor of
1: Jamie or not. No, I think they just have a very similar look. Did you not Did you... notice that Rick has a <laughs> she very has a similar type, maybe full type to yeah. Jamie? Also, is there a thing about Hawaiian shirts in Texas? Like it means something? No, but is it, it like no. pineapples <laughs> and like a loofah? <laughs> no, I was thinking more like is that like a middle-aged guy style there more maybe, than other places? Maybe. Okay, I don't know. So
0: this man Rick meets with Mink, and he says that he feels like a fool. He also was involved with Jennifer. It started in 2000. He had an affair with Jennifer when she was married to her first husband. And she told him that her first husband was a monster, including some of the same horrific torture details that she had used later on Darren about Jamie. Wow. And she said, I need you to kill him for me. It was all her idea. She put the idea in Rick, you got to kill my husband for me. He's horrible. And Rick was had this plan. He was going to shoot this husband while he was gardening. This nice man is just trying to garden. And Rick's going to shoot him. But instead, the plan gets derailed when Jennifer ends up getting a divorce and then marries Rick. So Rick becomes husband number two. The funny thing about this is she knows that divorce is an option. She's gotten one before.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. So Rick was going to kill husband number one.
0: It, because she wanted to get away from husband number one. She probably wanted his money. For some reason, this plan fell apart and she ended up just divorcing the guy, which is obviously the logical thing to do. Oh, no, that's and not what she... happened.
1: No, 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 no. I guarantee you she did not divorce him. He divorced her. The, the derailment in the plan came because husband number one says, I would like a divorce.
0: <laughs> before Somehow before she got Rick to kill him. Correct. So he got fast divorce proceedings or something and got away from her. Alive. Or just
1: moved out. Yeah. Like, I'm just done. got
0: away, changed his name and moved to another town. You're
1: being weird. You're yeah. taking weird pictures. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Why do you keep taking, why do you keep hitting yourself in the arm and taking a picture of it? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: So she marries Rick. Rick is husband number two. And then Rick starts getting emails from a mysterious surgeon and pilot, because of course they are.
1: He's a who, surgeon and a pilot? Or are they two different people? A surgeon
0: and a, not a dual surgeon pilot, but a surgeon and a pilot. But that we, would
1: have been amazing if it was a surgeon. I'm a and surgeon
0: a, pilot and biologist and...
1: I'm French. My name's Jacques.
0: <laughs> <laughs> submarine. I work in submarines as well. And so he says, Jennifer is so hot. Your wife is gorgeous. You don't appreciate her. That's what these men who have very impressive jobs are saying to Rick. This is how you know it's fake that they're talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jennifer is a normal-looking lady. She's
1: just a normal lady.
0: She is a normal-looking lady. Out she is an on the American woman. side. She the is an end. American woman. So he's getting emails saying your wife is so freaking hot and you don't appreciate her. And I'm a pilot. <laughs> and I'm a surgeon and so the
1: pilot and the surgeon
0: so he finally gets a divorce from her and realizes that she sent all those emails and she lied about the first husband
1: oh my god it's all
0: fake so mank says very poetically
1: this is the best line in the this is chef's kiss mank On a t-shirt, it's incredible. It's perfect. It sums up the whole episode. It should be the tagline of the episode. In Mm. fact, we might just use this as the description and nothing else.
0: I love it. Then we don't have to write a description. That's
1: right. You're (laughs) welcome. You've got COVID.
0: So did you hear I got COVID? I have COVID is the new I'm Jewish. So Mank beautifully says, Darren pulled the trigger, but she pulled the strings.
1: He pulled the trigger. But she pulled good the job. string. It's so good.
0: And the why, they think, is the life insurance. Because My God. he had a policy and he also had benefits and it would have been over a million dollars. Now, she tried to get this money, but the life insurance company said, uh-uh, not so fast. We're looking into this. And because of all the investigation, she does not end up getting that money. So it was all for naught. So- Jennifer did get that GoFundMe money. She gave some of it to Darren in the form of gifts, like that 55-inch flat-screen TV. And those aren't I, that
1: much. I'm sorry. Those aren't that much.
0: Not anymore. Like, maybe f- 20 years ago. Yeah, maybe.
1: But this was a couple years ago.
0: The ladies who lunch are still pissed about the GoFundMe. And they're still gossiping. They have things to discuss at lunch forever now. And... I'm sure they're still discussing all those casseroles for months that they sent over and meal delivery services and HelloFresh probably. Yeah. They did so much for Jennifer.
1: It's a slap in the face. I'd be so mad. It's horrible. All those people's money. Ooh, I know. That's the lowest of the low.
0: It's like the people who come up with fake 9-11 charities and then you give money and then it's fake. Yeah. People are horrible. People are horrible. So, Eventually, Jennifer pleads guilty. Dateline kind of rushes over this. Dateline did not go into detail. They didn't want to give Jennifer the time of day. Jennifer pleads guilty and is given life without parole, which is great Great. news. She writes a letter to Jamie's parents that she still loves him. No, you don't. You Mm -hmm. never did. That whole love book was a sham.
1: Yeah, back to the love book. Don't forget. This is somebody who went to all these lengths. This is incredible lengths. This is like If you have to prove your love that much,
0: you are planning to murder someone. She's a mess. If someone in your life makes you a love book, run. Shoot. Thank you. Should I stop? Yeah, stop making me a love book. Damn. This episode is dedicated to people we do want to make a love book to, so you should run. Okay. April, which is like a fancy April.
1: I love April.
0: Do you know in April?
1: No, I've seen it, though. I've seen it in writing before, and I love it. Yeah, a isn't that cool? Name. <laughs>
0: I've never seen it before. And Hallie, who I think it's pronounced Hallie, and every time she's in our live streams, I'm like, is it Haley? Is it Hallie? Hi, Hallie. We don't know. So both of your names are fascinating to me. And I, I love Hallie. I know right. a Hallie. Ladies, we love you both. Uh, we hope you enjoy your season premiere.
1: Yeah, this is a big one.
0: I'm making you a love book, at Zazzle right now. Yep. You should be concerned. And maybe some coasters with your faces on
1: them. And it'll just say, ha, Hallie and Abril. Oh, okay. Ha. Ha. Yeah, it's cute. That's a cute little thing. Thank like you,
0: it. ladies. We appreciate you so much. We're so excited to have new episodes.
1: And thank you for being Patreon slash Supercasters. You're the best.
0: We were able to go to Crime we Con. We were able
1: to go to CrimeCon and stay at the hotel where the convention was located because of the generosity of our And Patreon. pass out
0: merch and stuff and yeah. spread the awareness about the podcast. And
1: we would not be able to do that without you folks. So thank you. So
0: true. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. B-roll Bonanza?
1: Oh, yeah. You betcha! Oh, you betcha! I have the neighbors who Jennifer and Jenna are their names, by the way. Jennifer Jenna. I didn't want to say the neighbor because Jennifer and Jennifer is confusing. They are texting each other, so one is in their house texting, and the other is in their yard texting. But they're supposed to be right texting each other back and forth.
0: I feel like this has been a real bonding experience. If they weren't best friends already, they are are now best friends
1: for sure. And then the juxtaposition of them to the sisters Monica and Monique is amazing. Yeah. It, really <laughs> it really is like really... the ladies who lunch and the ladies who are on a pool playing team. Bowling team. team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they seem like those ladies have stories. Oh yeah. Monica and Monique. Yeah. And did mate get to hear any of them. Yeah. Because they seem like a hoot. I mean a they're real twin
0: hoot. sisters and they're in a bowling league together. I want to know what their lives are like.
1: They're also very sparkly. Which makes yeah. me think that at at least a couple of bars in the United States, they have drinks named after them. Yeah. For sure. They're those kind of, they are fun. Yeah. They are a fun night out. Yeah. So we do get lots of B-roll of them and I see why. We do get Teresa, who is the friend of JB's, who doesn't Sassy. hold anything back about the funeral. Love her. She's walking a big yellow lab, mm-hmm. which is really cute. And we get Jamie with a picture with, I think it's a Where's Stanley? Do you know the picture? Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley. Yeah. What is that? was very
0: cute. They keep showing that Flat Stanley picture.
1: Why do I know Flat Stanley?
0: There was a King of the Hill episode where Nancy had to deal with Flat Stanley. Yes,
1: Yes, I remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very, very cute. Dapper detective walking down the hall.
1: Oh, with a badge. They zoom out on yeah. his badge. They do a close-up, yeah.
0: Uh, Darren's lawyer had scales of justice on his desk. There you go. And Rick, the second husband of Jennifer, walking dogs and mm-hmm. giving them treats. Lots of dogs. And then Mank does, it's, it wasn't really B-roll, but I didn't want to put it earlier. Mank is hanging
1: out with Cyrus. Cyrus. Who is bring, guy. The, bring the news. What is it called? No, Smash to Topic. Smash to Topic guy. He calls him Smash. Or he calls it, he refers to it as Smash. Smash. So I think it might be just Smash for short.
0: And Smash is driving and Mank is doing a ride along, but he's in the back seat and the camera person is in the front seat and Mank is holding on for dear life to that rack where you can hang your dry cleaning on. Yeah, <laughs> don't you bet. I think that's what that's for. It's pretty funny. I've never seen the host in the back seat except one time when Mank... No, Dennis was in the back seat for no reason, and he was talking to the camera. He was doing exposition from the back seat of a car. Do you remember that? Yeah,
1: and you know there's a story there. I don't know what was happening, but it was sound or something. They could not get room tone. Yeah, like he was was outside
0: and like leaning Mm -hmm. on the car, but it was too noisy. So they put him in the back seat of the car instead of the front seat.
1: Maybe people kept driving by and honking. Maybe it was a rowdy (laughs) town. (laughs) Dennis Murphy. You? Burp, burp, burp. Hey you. Hi Dylan. Solve any murders. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I made him southern apologies. <laughs> I live in the south. Don't come for me. <laughs> also, the two dapper detectives, the detective Walton when him and Mank are outside. I just have so much respect for him. He's in a full three-piece suit. A mm-hmm. b- bright blue three-piece suit gorgeous it's obviously hot because mank is in a short sleeve polo Uh
0: uh-huh
1: but he is just decked out and i love it because it's just that i have a soft spot for that that like pride of position and like i'm the lead detective i'm gonna represent my force and i'm gonna wear my full suit there's something about that that i love Mm -hmm. and they looked great they looked great together they looked great separate both of these detectives The
0: other one's in pinstripe. We have a a pinstripe suit.
1: And both of them were doing color. It's what I picture. There's a few stores here in Nashville that are haberdashery stores. So they're like gentlemen's stores. And it's kind of what I picture would be in those stores. They have the different prints and you pick and they make the suit. And, you know, that comes with the hat and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. I just love that. It's very quaint. It's neat to me. And then we also get. Oh, yeah. I, I just wanted to ask you. I think I already asked you about. The Hawaiian shirt.
0: Jamie and Jennifer are wearing matching Hawaiian shirts a lot. They're matching Green um,
1: Bay Packer things. They're they're wearing a lot of matchy stuff. There, Oh, there's one picture of them in a Superman and Wonder Woman t-shirts.
0: Yeah. A couple that matches together. Murders each uh, other? Murders each other. <laughs> yes. Also, one of the sisters, the twins, was wearing animal print. So mark that off your bingo card. Also, Jamie was wearing tie-dye at one point
1: really oh yeah jamie seemed jamie just seemed like a fun guy this is a yeah. shame jennifer yeah. i really you're the devil bad el diablo el diablo
0: uh, and mank looks great the whole time obviously oh he's wearing pink yeah he's it's wearing gonna... the pink pocket square so titles you bet emotions as flat as stanley i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> there you go speechless speech therapist
1: Ooh. because we
0: never talked to her
1: Oh, and she is a speech therapist, but she wasn't. Yeah. She was only speaking online. She yeah. was not good at her job because she was no. on the internet all the time and mm-hmm. on her phone.
0: BDSM, make it stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Upstream with a paddle. Whoa, uh, come Up on. a creek with a paddle, I think that's where I was going. I don't like any of this. And then Jennifer Cook on Twitter gave me some, the Eiffel Tower of Lies, because they keep talking about how their first kiss was in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower, and Forget Paris. Yeah. And I thought those were pretty cute.
1: Those are very good. I tried to get somewhere over the Paris angle and I had a hard time. They called this Losing Faith. Yeah. So I just wrote down That's all the other ones they could faith. have used, which yeah. were Crisis of Faith, mm-hmm. Misplaced Faith, mm. and Bad Faith Investment, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like probably would have been the best one.
0: Oh, well, Twisted Faith. Was already twisted faith works, but these were like
1: idioms that have faith that I was thinking were like would be on a squirrely sign. Yeah. Yeah. Or faith can move mountains, but I didn't like that. So <laughs> then we have my full sentiment on this episode, which is go fund yourself, Jennifer. <laughs> I was real mad about the money. The money <laughs> is like a slap. The murder is horrific and horrible. And then to do a go fund me to pay for the thing that you caused to happen. Yeah. Scum. Yeah. Garbage. That's yeah. terrible. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't be doing that.
0: Yeah. Ooh. I wanted to say that our listener Anna won bingo, which is very exciting. Yeah, Anna. It, it, we love Anna. We got to meet her finally at CrimeCon. con We got to meet also, a lot of you. Our listener, Carrie, showed me um, some photos that she was playing with her friend of our bingo cards with um, Hershey Kisses as the little markers. I thought that was oh. very cute.
1: And Peggy, this is your call out. If you are not on one of the social media sites, you said you were going to go on one to connect mm-hmm. with your new oh Adavis she did. Line friends. She joined Twitter. Oh, you joined Twitter.
0: She joined Twitter. X. Good yeah. job, Peggy. We had a lot of people who were there by themselves, and we were determined to make them be best friends with each other. We were. And it happened. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited.
1: And so please, when we start to get our thing for CrimeCon, it's next May. When we get our code and let you know, buy early and use our code. Get the biggest discount you can. It's in Nashville. So come so join excited.
0: us. Do we have time for the few tweets that I got? Oh, yeah. People have been really missing Twitter. I know you have. You've been asking for it. I have just Twitter. had repeats, so there's been no Twitter. But also, I need your help because I have COVID. And also, Twitter is exhausting because it trends, Dateline, so there's like thousands of tweets. So if you see funny ones, just send them my way on Friday nights.
1: If you see some great ones, yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: The ones that people sent me or I saw, like Anna was playing Dateline and she posted her thing and she's like, I'm getting there. And Susan Nall, who's one of our favorite people at Dateline, who runs the social media team and she's a producer, she goes, there have been like 10,000 drone shots so far (laughs) because Anna hadn't written down drone shots. Sometimes She's it's like, hard to like see the
1: forest for the trees. You can't. It like, is. It's hard you miss when you're watching. B
0: roll. You do. It just like kind of blends in. Yeah, and yeah.
1: That's. I mean, kudos to Dateline. They're doing that. So. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And then a lot of people were laughing about the love book and Jeff uh, Madlulski, who's been. Yes, I love him. He's so yes. funny. My love book is a pamphlet, and then Jennifer Cook says my love book is a fortune cookie slip, <laughs> and then. Uh Seth said, My love book is the menu at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I was like, that's mine. Bingo. I love that. And then Pam, our we who we yes. love so much, said, I think the party favors are enough to give you the acting weird at a funeral spot on the bingo cards. I kind of agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think the measuring cups.
1: No, because that could be a table of, like, memories of, and people bring things that, like, remind them, so then they tell stories they, around it. So yeah, that could be the yeah. memory-prompting thing. It's the multiple, it's the bags of stuff. Yeah. Like the goodie bag. From Zazzle. One yeah. item, again.
0: Yeah. And then Jennifer also said, but she wears matching Hawaiian shirts with her husband. She couldn't possibly be involved in his murder. Wow. I thought that was funny. And then uh, a Lamb, who's been so, ch- so funny, when Mank said, and other things we don't talk about on network TV. And she wrote, you know who would talk about it? Dennis. Dennis would tell us.
1: Oh, boy.
0: But that's all. I didn't get that many because I have COVID. And <laughs> I'm Jewish. So send me your... T- But I love the Twitter segment because our listeners and not just our listeners, people who tweet live tweet datelines are hilarious. So I'd love to read their tweets. So just send them to us and take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves, please. Please be safe out there.
1: Be careful. And we're sorry if you hugged Kimber at CrimeCon.
0: I haven't heard about anyone that got sick for me. Thank God. Mank is fine, everybody. That was my biggest concern as I texted Mank right after I tested positive. I was like, please tell me you're okay.
1: I'm also fine in case people were concerned.
0: (laughs) You're younger. You're fine. But I appreciate all of your support, everyone being so nice online.
1: Thank you to Kimberly for doing this amazing recap in spite of not feeling her best. You can't tell because she's a joy. And a blessing forever. Amen. Okay.
0: And please subscribe to A Date With The Bake because we would love to get, that show is just our little baby podcast and we don't have sponsors for it or make any money off of it, but we'd love to get it to grow. So please follow. Oh, yeah. And check
1: it out. Definitely. All right. Keep the faith, Amy. Who's Amy? That's what I wrote in my letter to Amy Grant. That's what I had to, (laughs) that's what I had decided. My mom said, say, keep the faith, Amy, at the end. Don't go to secular music. Poor it's amy horrible Graham. it's so bad we can't leave, i can't leave that <laughs> in it's too
0: you have to no, people love that they write to us all the time go, hey remember that letter katie wrote to amy Grant?
1: <laughs> it's terrible it's not right it feels <sighs> insulting to me be your own be paddle your, no stop it be your own hawaiian shirt gold chain and cologne because that's sure. just a It's a look and i love it's it it's a vibe it's perfect. Yeah. 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 Go out there and do it. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. So,
0: not that I use duct tape a lot, but I use shipping tape a lot. So.
1: Also, okay, well then I don't know why you ha- you're using shipping tape without one of the things with the teeth on it.
0: I have a thing with the teeth, but occasionally it slips through the little brackets. And then you start crying because you've lost the clear tape where it ends on the roll. And you have COVID and you just don't know where to go with your life.
1: Okay, remind that me on That has been this. me
0: in this past week.
1: Remind me on this. There is a trick to those things on how to get the tape up. There's a part of that roller that they have built it in. Just you don't know how to use it. Oh. You wouldn't know unless someone told you about it.
0: Why would they put in some great invention and then hide it from us?
1: When you get a thing of shipping tape, do you read the box or do you just figure out how to do it?
0: I've never seen one that has instructions.
1: You know the little tab that you pull? Yeah. Like the paper thing to get to reveal the teeth? When you start it? I think that might have instructions on it.
0: No, mine doesn't. I would know. I read the instructions for everything. Okay. Second, if it's not I literally read instructions for everything.
1: If it's not if there's not a way to get the tape up when it falls in by the mechanism itself, that is a perfect invention for Shark Tank. Yeah. You and I could make a lot of money yeah. on a little tool that you buy that's $2 that pries up the tape without mm-hmm. cutting it or making it slice into those skinny ribbons.
0: Yeah, but you'd have to make it so it attaches to the tape so you wouldn't lose it. Like it attaches to the roller somehow.
1: Like it's a magnetized thing?
0: Maybe, I don't know. I'm All not sure. Right, let's Shark think
1: Tank. about this. We'll think about this. If I could, seriously, if I lived in L.A. still, the prank would have already been pulled. Yeah. All I, your art. house would have been full. Yeah. All the word art. You would have come home from something. You yeah. would have come back from Orange County. Yeah. And I would have put as many as I could have found. In there. Yeah.
0: And, and, then like, returned, and then
1: returned them all.
0: Think, yes, absolutely. I don't want you to spend money on this prank. It would have been a no. great moment. you have return it for Cole's cash.
1: The big ones, too. The Maybe one in, like, your back lawn that, like, sticks out of the lawn. Oh, my God. It says, Faith I want the one in the
0: kitchen that says, eat, because I don't know what to do in the kitchen.
1: No, I think I would want to put inappropriate ones and, like, eat in the bathroom. (laughs) Inappropriate spots would be the better thing.
0: Several weeks later, they check again. Sorry,
1: everyone. It's a T, not a cross. We know what a cross looks like. It's an actual T.
0: Who is going to tell us
1: it's a cross? Dateline tells us it's a T. Don't you remember maybe in Arrested Development? Where do I get one of those necklaces with the T on it? (laughs) It's a a cross. A cross from where? It's a perfect stream of dialogue. It's It's absolutely perfect.
0: So good.